welcome back to the Awesome Friday Games podcast. My name's Simon and each week I take a close look at a few games that are taking up all my time and I do my best to try and put into words why they've grabbed me and why they're filling my very very short gaming time. <laughs> Just a reminder before we start that Awesome Friday is fully independent, we're completely supported by ads and donations and so if you enjoy this podcast or the movie podcast I record with Matt who's the other half of the site then please consider uh, donating to our Ko-fi or Patreon or just write a review, recommend us to your friends. That's really, really useful to us as well. Um, Any engagement is greatly appreciated. So thank you so much for listening. And this week we're going to talk about a few games that have completely taken over my life in the last couple of months. And I can't wait to get into them. So here we go. Okay, so the first game I'm talking about this week is a game that's still in early access on Steam, but I absolutely adore it. I've already put about 30-something hours into it, and it's called Flight of Nova. And I'm not sure what Nova is, but basically it's a space flight simulator um, that emulates a full planet below you. So you are in one of two spaceships at the moment, And you can either start in an orbital base or you can go down to a land base and do some basic missions. And the the missions are are go here and fetch this and bring this here or go find this missing object. So at this point, there isn't much more to it than that. But the missions are a tiny, tiny part of what I've been doing with this game. Because the key thing here is that it has realistic gravitation, orbital physics, atmospheric density data density and drag and it somehow finds that sweet spot between being accurate and fun because i play a lot of space games they're one of my favorite genres and i've been having trouble finding a game that finds that balance enough for me um i keep trying no man's sky i've tried it many many times now I actually bought it on release and I've been following it as Hello Games have been doing a fantastic job in updating it for free. I mean, they've really transformed it into something that I don't think anyone could have expected the game that it's become at the beginning. They've really um, met all those very lofty ambitions at the beginning and even definitely exceeded them in many cases. And the big draw with No Man's Sky is that you can fly to space directly down to the planet and back out to space again. And that's really, really fun. But I've never felt like I'm in total control of the craft. The the, the landing on the planet is completely automated. The transition from planet to space has this very convenient thick cloud layer that um, sort of separates these two biomes, if you like. And I found the gameplay of No Man's Sky... uh, it's it's very very complex and very very good and in depth but it's not something i have time for i'm really not interested in mining gathering resources even the creative mode i find has too many walls in the way for my enjoyment um so i've tried also elite dangerous which i enjoy up to a point but i um again because my gaming time is so limited i have very little opportunity to to really get stuck into systems and Elite Dangerous is so 
intent on adhering to its complex systems. I enjoy much of it, but it, it became too complicated for me. And really, the space game I'm trying to capture is a game from the PS2 called Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter, <laughs> which but it's a first-person shooter primarily, and it's it's perfectly adequate. I mean, it's a very typical PS2-themed sci-fi shooter at the time where it was very, very popular. But the key draw with Mace Griffin Bounty Hunter is that you had a little spaceship that you unlock after the first couple of missions. And you can fly this thing to space stations and then fly inside or wherever you need to go and land and actually get out of the spaceship. You can even stand up and walk around your spaceship and look through different windows as it's coming in to dock or flying past these objects in space. And it that I've never found a space game that has that same sense of immersion that you can actually walk around your ship, pilot it. There's been a few games um, that have tried to get that, but again, the complication factor stops the fun factor, and I think that balance is really, really important. So I've always been on the lookout for something that would fill that niche for me. And Flight of Nova, even though at the moment you can't get out of your ship, and you you can't walk around your ship, there is a first-person view that you can look around. But the thing with Flight of Nova is that the planet is an object like a real-time object in front of you and to go down to this planet you have to control your thrust and boost and as I found out the hard way if you go too fast through a thick atmosphere really bad things happen to your spaceship like very bad things so it's been really exhilarating to kind of learn these rules and actually do research on real life um, space travel like rules to try and work out how to not die. I played a lot of Kerbal Space Program and uh, I have killed a lot of Kerbals. So dying in space is one of my specialities. But really that exhilaration when I learned about reducing thrust to a certain level through trial and error, uh, how fast or how slow I could go through the atmosphere and actually going from space down to the planet is an incredibly evocative and fascinating journey that feels real. There's no kind of break between space and the ground. There's no loading layer, if you like. And um, I haven't quite worked out how to go from land up to space yet, because of course, to redock in space, you have to do that typical Kerbal thing of matching altitude, matching um, speed, slowly getting closer to this object and then docking with it i actually there's a training mission where you have to catch up with a space station and dock with it and i managed it for the first time yesterday after reading uh watching a few videos and it just felt amazing and there's really there's so little i hate to use the word content there's so little content in this game but it's the kind of game that uh makes you imagine and create your own stories over and over again. And if if I find myself with a spare 30 minutes for gaming, because that's really all I have these days with two kids and jobs and blah, 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 then more often than not, I will fire up my PC and I will start in free mode in space and just land and try and make it to a base. Um, because... 
the scale is so big, sometimes you don't have enough fuel to get to a base. So to be able to fly from space and then land and refuel is amazing. It's an absolutely amazing feeling. And recently I had some dental work done and uh, I'm not a big fan of the dentist. So uh, they prescribed me an Ativan, <laughs> which was my first time taking something like that. And um, it, it doesn't quite knock you out, but it kind of makes you kind of care less about the things that you were caring about before. And uh, my wife brought me back from the dentist appointment. And I don't, <laughs> I don't really remember getting to this point, but I, I came to my games room and I put on the amazing soundtrack to No Man's Sky by 65 Days of Static. I put that on through my sound system extremely loud and fired up Flight of Nova, which has a perfectly good atmospheric soundtrack itself. But I basically finished my <laughs> couple of hours long trip, if you like, on Ativan, um, flying from space down to the planet with uh, the soundtrack of No Man's Sky blasting loud. And um, I think that really sums up like the place it has in my <laughs> subconscious at the moment. Because the... Uh, there are some missions, like I say, there, all the missions at the moment are based on um, the bases. So you're flying between bases, like carrying um, like water containers. So your main ship is like the scout ship, um, single seat scout ship with like a, a, a belly loader for single crates. Or you can swap out for this really cool like cargo ship. And so you can either fly between places or look for missing robots in the desert and the the planet's really really interesting because it's kind of a marsish very rocky um lo lots of crevasses and th and interesting places to fly around and it is early access so the textures are still being built one of the most recent updates was adding textures and suddenly we have lakes now and i think that's um as as a console player really for the majority of my life um, being part of an early access game and seeing it grow in front of you like through tiny increments is really exciting especially as I don't read the devlog so going down and seeing a lake of lava for the first time was just amazing and the the feeling of exploration even though there's no one else there's no NPCs there's no other ships that you see um, the uh, science fiction that you create in your head around these stories is incredible. And the the first pictures from the James Webb telescope this week really kind of hit the same note for me. Like as soon as I saw those pictures, which are amazing by the way, like the, the most detailed and in-depth pictures of the, the earliest universe that we've ever seen in the highest detail, mind-blowing amount of galaxy clusters in what looks like empty space. It's just, we are so tiny and so small. And when I was very, very young, my absolute dream was to just journey into space, be an astronaut and explore. And sometimes I get very, very sad about what we could do <laughs> to explore that if we as a race were just able to agree on any damn thing at any time. But that's another thing entirely. So these, these photos really almost made me run <laughs> to fire up Flight of Nova. And it's even more impressive that it's all the work of one dev. Like the the company is called Aerovary Lab, but it, it I think it's this one guy from Switzerland called David Lloyd, who um, 
made a helicopter sim and then followed his love for space sims as well. And it just finds that perfect balance between control and, and complication and like authenticity, but also uh, fun in a way that um, like spaceship engineers is also a great fun game, but it takes so long to get anywhere in that game because it is it is so authentic in its in its sort of depth of space and what flight of nova does is just give you that just that enough of the sci-fi with its realism and i am just unbelievably excited about where this game could go in the next few years in that there's talk of adding hostile bases there's talk of adding more missions of course more ships maybe even different planets to visit and the uh, I, I'm not the kind of gamer that spends multiple, like, tens of hours with a game anymore. I'll either finish it and move on, or I'll dump it. So for something to capture me for this long, and I'm, like I said, I think I'm 33 hours in now, just playing in bit, fits and starts, but still uh, gives me something every time I fire it up, gives me the story that I create for myself is amazing and i can't wait to see where it goes um i'm incredibly excited to to be part of that journey so very very highly recommended if you're like me if you're a 40 something guy who's had uh, dreams of science fiction space um, and being a spaceship pilot i really really recommend flight of nova on steam <laughs> And our second game that we're talking about this week is something I've just finished on my Oculus, sorry, Meta Quest 2. It's basically the uh, untethered VR headset <laughs> that Facebook sells that is soon actually going to be detached from Facebook finally so you can have your own Meta account without it being a Facebook account, which is, of course, good news. The more you can distance yourself from Facebook, the better. And this game I've played is actually a game I have played for years and years and years and years. In fact, I played the demo of this game when it was first released on my first gaming PC. I had an Alienware laptop and I played the, I think it was like a tech demo. It was a free tech demo. And the game is super hot. And if you've played super hot, then yeah, you'll know that it's um, a first person game. And the key, like the, the thing with this game is that time only moves when you do. So the world is basically like this mirror's edge combat arena. It's white bleached environments and highly vectored, almost glassy red enemies. And you have to survive. And there's lots of guns and lots of punching and knives and various different weapons. And uh, the everything is completely still until you move so it's almost like a puzzle as you plan your movements and the cool thing is is that it's clearly highly um inspired by the matrix but it's still cool <laughs> when they fire at you the bullets leave these long red streaks and you can kind of arc your body sideways and so as you pick up a gun and you you plan your shots and you plan your movements to kill all the people in the room and there's never been a better John Wick simulator anyway. As soon as this game came out I bought it I think from PS4 at first and 
finished it and then bought rebought it on another <laughs> platform and finished it. Um, they also release a really cool roguelike version called Mind Control Delete, which is like a, a waves mode or roguelike mode. But uh, it wasn't until I rebought it, I think for the third time, and I on my quest that I really kind of saw it again as a brand new game. And that's the thing with VR. Some games, when you put them into VR, feel like they were that way all along. And just playing it in 2D was just a compromise. So when you play with a normal controller, obviously your controller controls your movements. And so everything is about what your hands are doing. But as soon as you put the VR headset on, you're in that world. And if, you, if you've if you got a space that's big enough to do this room scale, you can just walk around these small rooms, these environments. And suddenly your entire body uh, controls time. So it's not just your the, the thumbs and fingers anymore. It's the movements of your hands and your head and your neck and the, the rotation of your head as you look around. And suddenly you're in this incredibly uh, evocative kind of environment with these people trying to attack you. And honestly, I first played this on VR, on PSVR actually, years and years ago. And I actually stopped playing it because it was too stressful when I was being shot. When a bullet that you've missed gets through your defenses and hits you, you... I defy you not to have a physical reaction to that, like you're being shot. And actually, like I said, the first time I played it, I couldn't really deal with that. There's something that has changed, though, on Oculus. I don't know if it's because it's untethered. And honestly, as much as I really hate Facebook, untethered VR is an absolute game changer. If you've only been used to, like, tethered VR as I am, as I was before getting this, it completely changes everything. And there's no better... Um, example of this than super hot because it gives you that freedom to move slowly so you don't need a massive space you don't even really need to do a room scale um, a little word of warning i did punch my tv a few times um, one time so hard i thought i'd broken it so just be aware that um, you think you'll stay in your safe zone but when you start getting attacked you're going to start flailing that's just the way it is and uh, it's a complete game changer as you're moving around in the space, slowly picking up guns and firing them. Um, it still has that spatial puzzle element of planning your movements, but this time it's your entire body. And it's almost balletic. Like it's very, uh, it's very smooth and very graceful. And if you ever want to feel like you're in a John Woo slow motion gunfight, then this is absolutely the game for you. And I've just finished it, and the last level, of course, because it's a video game, is like the hardest level where it throws everyone at you from every direction. And, of course, the guns are, are not fired out. They, they have limited bullets. But with guns and with knives, you can hack bullets out of the, out of the air as they come towards you. And... It's just wonderful as you've got five people around you and you lay off like single shots and throw objects and I finished the game by running out of bullets and throwing a gun at someone and hitting them in the head. <laughs> and there's no other medium where you can feel like that kind of satisfaction. 
that's the moment where you go, oh yeah, video games are cool. <laughs> like, there's nothing else where you can do that. Um, and the really nice thing about Superhot when you finish, and it, it kind of sets you as a player in this very dark, dingy room full of PC equipment, and you put on a VR headset in VR to go into the VR space. And when you finish, it's got a bunch of um, like floppy desks, 3.5 inch floppy disks, remember those? And they're all labeled for different versions of the game. So there's a speedrun mode or um, an unlimited mode or endless, I should say. And there's uh, headshots only or hardcore mode. So there's lots and lots of reasons to carry on playing when you finish. And a couple of other levels particularly the one on the aeroplane. I love a good, like, air... <laughs> like, freeing the hostages on a moving air aircraft is basically my happy place. <laughs> There's a mission in uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 had Spec Ops, didn't it? And there's a mission in that where you have to st storm an aeroplane and uh, take out all the terrorists and free the hostages. And that's still my favourite Call of Duty level. And there's one in Super Hot as well that I've played over and over, like moving up this airplane until finally you shoot people out of the open cargo door. <laughs> like it's just very cool. It's it's um, if you like your action movies, like John Woo, like John Wick, like uh, Mission Impossible, and you want to feel like the protagonist in one of these awesome Jason Staten movies where you fire a gun around a lot of people then you're not going to find a better version of that than Super Hot VR. It's a really incredible game. And it's been really nice, actually, to play it in so many different forms over the years and just to see it really just focus on what it does really, really well and then find its true version in VR. Um, it's incredible. So again, highly recommended. So that's it for this week. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you have a wonderful week. And next week, I'll be back to talk about uh, hopefully a couple of new games that have interested me. So I hope um, that whatever you're playing, it, it uh, interests you too. Let me know on Twitter, on the site, what you're playing and what you're into, if you've got any recommendations. Thank you so much for listening, and I'll speak to you soon. Bye.